Hello everybody and welcome to Get Ready With Me Live number two. I want to just do more of these um, more often because I get so many downloads and I find that if I wait before sharing it, the message isn't as potent. So I'm like, I woke up with downloads, I want to share it and mine the red pimple, I just picked it. So hence why it is looking very angry. But yeah, today I wanted to talk all about your soul's destiny, understanding your lessons here on earth and realizing that there is no such thing as victimhood. And this is all playing in the whole part of the quantum field and recognizing that we create everything, whether that is creating right now based off of our conscious reality in this moment, we're choosing it, but also recognizing that we create even before we decided to incarnate in this reality. We chose our parents, we chose specific life challenges, life events that we knew were going to act as a catalyst for our evolution, right? And so this whole entire thing of I'm a victim, life is happening to me is literally a lie. There is no such thing as victimhood. I want you to like, I want this to sink in as I, as I get ready today. There is no such thing as victimhood because victimhood is saying that I had no choice. And when you look into the quantum field and reincarnation and afterlife and everything, you will understand that every single thing that is happening in your life was a choice. Every single thing that is happening in your life Every situation, every friendship, every life challenge is a choice. Yes, everything happens to, for me, not to me, because you chose that and it is deciding your perception of that. So anytime we are, I'm trying to look for my serum, anytime that we are saying that I am the victim, we are actually giving away our power. Every time that we are saying, oh, why is this happening? I don't understand. I can't handle it anymore. You are separating from your innate consciousness as a soul. You're not understanding and playing your part in it. So therefore, you're not actually in your divinity. You're not in your power. And it's not even just in, oh God, this pimple looks so red and angry. I shouldn't have picked it right before I gone on. But yeah, like you are saying that you aren't responsible when actually you chose these lessons as a means to grow and evolve. If life was easy all the time, you wouldn't evolve, right? And for so many people, if you feel like everything is against you and you feel like um, other people, their life is so easy, that's because you're actually a more advanced soul. You're a more evolved soul. And so you are choosing harder lessons because you need those harder lessons in order to actually um, evolve versus people who life is so much easier for them. They're not evolving. You see people who life is just handed to them on a golden platter. They're not evolving. They're not growing. You know, they're not expanding in their reality, right? And so, yeah, Kelly said leaders and victims both face struggles and challenges. The difference is leaders know they have a choice in how they perceive it, how they navigate it, and the choice to heal. Exactly, exactly. And Kelly and I just recently did um, a masterclass on self-leadership. And you might think, you know, leadership and when we're talking about personal power, oh, there's like skin coming off my lip, um, personal power and victimhood that... It's literally just, you know, how I show up in, you know, in my business or in the choices that I make. No, 
Victimhood and personal power is seeing everything in your life as this is happening for me. Everything in my life is a catalyst. And it's okay to feel like you're being thrown around by life, but your purpose is to eventually recognize that it is all happening for you, right? And so all of those challenges, everything that's hard is actually for your greatest good. And the whole conversation that I wanted to have today is this conversation around my success is inevitable. And before I used to believe this as well, that everyone's success external success was inevitable that if you you know didn't have money that was because you know you didn't you decided not to be wealthy because you're creating everything in this reality but understanding past realities as well i now don't hold the belief and it's going to trigger a lot of people i don't hold the belief that Every single person is meant to be successful, externally successful, I mean, by external means like money, power, fame, all of that. I believe everyone is here to evolve. Everyone is here to grow. Every single person is going to learn something in this reality when that's what we call genuine soul success. But I actually don't believe every single person, yes, it's available to them to be wealthy. It's external success is available to every single person if you choose that. But that not, might not actually be your highest path in this reality. And hear me out when I say this, because it's recognizing that we are choosing the reality that we need that is going to catapult us into our highest good, right? And so that sometimes means the contrast. Our lesson that we are here, there's a spot next to my left eye, is there? Thank you. Um, so... With all that, it's understanding, or maybe do you mean this, because this is a freckle. <laughs> but, um, um, with all that, it's recognizing that actually creating a lot of external success in and wealth in this physical reality doesn't mean you're going to end up with your highest growth and evolution, right? External success and wealth might not be the path for you for your highest evolution in this reality for some of us yes it's about like learning to to break free of the constraints of money and power and being able to rise up and being able to influence that is so beautiful but especially if we maybe had I'm trying to look at what I'm supposed to be doing next. Maybe um, if we had a life before this where we were like the king and we had everything and um, we had a lot of power and maybe we abused that. Maybe we got too much in our ego. Maybe we got too controlling and manipulative that actually we signed a contract for this reality of poverty, right? Because we're not going to learn about breaking our ego. We're not going to... Oh no, I'm supposed to put sunscreen on. <laughs> I'm like, I knew it was You know what? This is SPF in it, so it's okay. Um, but um, I knew I was getting something. Um, yeah, so it's like recognizing that actually in this lifetime, your goal isn't to necessarily, you know, break the matrix and hack it and become super successful financially and externally and all of that. Your goal in this reality is to actually look at what am I learning from the constraints? What am I learning from, like, from this lesson? And is it actually that I need to experience poverty? 
Is it actually that I need to experience lack because I'm going to grow more from lack than I am going to grow from abundance in this reality? And so, yes, I believe in manifesting. I believe in coming into our power. I believe in um, creating, but I don't believe in manifesting for the purpose of our ego, right? So let this sink in. So many of us, when we do these manifestation courses, when we understand quantum leaping, it's like our goals are always, I want more success. I want more financial freedom. I want more time. I want to create this beautiful reality where it's like I have everything and life is so easy. But what if that is not what's destined for you? And so you're pushing. And when I say destined for you, I mean you, whatever reality you chose prior to incarnating in this life. What if you're pushing against the grain? Because in this reality, you weren't supposed to be super financially successful because you knew that you needed to struggle with money in this reality in order to grow more. And that actually chasing all of this external wealth and validation materialistic items through manifestation, you think you're becoming more aware, but in reality, you're digging yourself the deeper hole of I'm back in my ego. I'm back in material. I'm back in um, this is what I'm holding at highest importance. And so for me now, my goals are no longer materialistic. And yes, I've achieved so much in my life of like money, external stuff. But now I'm like, I'm so neutral to that. Like, I actually don't give a fuck about that at all. It's what does my soul need to learn the most from my lesson? And am I prioritizing my mission on this earth? And my mission is sharing the truth of consciousness of the quantum field and all that. And so in understanding that, I really invite you to take a real honest look at your life and what you are desiring, what you are creating and truly ask yourself, do I desire this because I feel like my life will just get easy and I will escape my problems when I manifest that thing, that relationship, that love, that money, that, you know, getting rid of that job, whatever. We all say, you know, if I just had... $10 million and all my problems would go away. But would your problems go away? But aren't your problems here so you can learn from them? And if you just eradicated all your problems, how are you growing? What is the purpose of incarnating into this reality if you have no problems? There's literally no purpose. You are literally not going to grow and you're going to regret it when you die and go into the afterlife and be like, fuck, I fucked it up. I just, I, I asked for the easy route out. Right? When in reality, we welcome, we choose pain, suffering, illness, um, abuse. We, and it's so hard to hear that. It's so hard to hear that, right? It's like, I have to actually take responsibility for that to know that that, is, that plays a bigger role. And I chose that because I knew I was going to learn more in lack and suffering and pain. And I was actually going to get out of that into enlightenment, into freedom, because true freedom is not through escaping suffering and pain. True freedom is recognizing pain. Pain doesn't contract me. Pain opens me up to the love that I am in the being and the essence of all my job is in this reality is to come back to pure, undiluted love. And money can't make you love. Material success isn't the God, isn't, that's not it, but that it's recognizing that some of us in this reality, it is that's what's going to unlock it is actually that material path. But for many of us, it's like, are we actually fucking up our manifestation game by saying that 
we all have this one goal of like success, financial freedom, all of that, when actually my soul never, never planned for that to be my path, but that's actually my ego. So that's the question that you have to ask yourself. Are my manifestations and are my desires coming from my ego or coming from my soul? And if it truly is that your soul desires this money, it's asking why. Because the ultimate, um, the ultimate reason should be because I'm going to grow through releasing the constraints. That maybe I had a life of poverty before this and now I get to play with money, but in a way that's actually good. Or I'm going to use money now in a way that's beneficial of service. Um, and yeah, the money is going to actually enable me to help with my mission, not just self-indulging, which of course, part of the reason why we live in this reality is to play and have fun. Just as Justine, you literally wrote exactly what I'm, what I'm feeling into. It's like also playing out fun, but it's also to serve is one of the biggest things. So Justine says, how do we switch that when we need to get the bills paid? So this is also the thing of like, you think you need to focus on money to be supported when the universe is always going to support you in your reality. So um, I never need to. So for example, like most of us live in like a first world country where water is readily available to us. So just like money it's like water. Do you ever think about, I'm not going to have water, that there's going to be a lack of fresh water. There's like so many taps. It's not just, you know, the tap of your, your kitchen tap, but it's like you go out to the park, there's a street, you go out there, there's like a, a public bubbler. There's like, there's water everywhere. You know that you never have the thought that I'm ever going to lack water. You don't actively need to think about the fact that you are abundant in water in order for water to come, but it's a trust. It's a knowing. And so this is the thing. This is the thing. My favorite affirmation is as long as I am embodying my truth, I'm always going to be financially supported in the way that suits me best. As long as I'm living my authentic truth, the universe is always going to support me in the way that I need to be supported. And sometimes that support means living paycheck to paycheck of the universe is supporting me in that way because I'm going to learn more from that than the universe giving me $10 million. Sometimes it is, I have to lose all my money to actually um, be supported in that way. Like I'm, you're still always supported. Even if you, whatever happens to you, like you're still always supported from the universe. Like sometimes you have to go through that. Some of the greatest stories, the greatest coaches and healers out there, they used to live on the street. Like look at Alpha Femme, like Melanie Ann Lam, one of the biggest coaches in the industry. She used to live out of her car. She literally didn't have the money to, to even live anywhere else except out of her car and now she's making three to four million dollars a month so just because the universe might be you know making it hard for yourself or not even the universe the universe is you like maybe you signed yourself up for this temporary contract of lack and of of limitation but that is leading you to something better because it is only through that can your soul evolve that for most of us, giving some, giving life to us, giving comfort to ourselves on a golden platter isn't going to make us evolve. And so it's trusting in that whatever happens, I'm always supported. All I need to focus on is being in my highest truth and neutralizing money. So it's not necessarily needing to think positive about money or reducing the negative. It's like water. I don't think positive about water. I'm neutral to water. I'm, I don't need to think actively about water. Water is always there because I have a trust that no matter where I go, I'm always going to have water, right? It's flowing in. So 
Um, exactly. Justine says, I'm restricting it flowing in because I'm constantly thinking about how it's going to come in. When in reality, what is the source of money? What is the source of money? It's not your job. It's not coaching. It's not your parents. It's not your inheritance. It's not the government. The source of money is source. The source of money is the universe, right? That is the ultimate source of money. Every, you know, when you're calling these portals of your job or your business, what are these? These are just taps. So if we look at like, what's the ultimate source of water? Well, earth. Earth is the ultimate source of water. That water's everywhere. You don't say like water comes from, you know, even like the Pacific Ocean or something like that. Or the source of water is my tap. No, my tap is a portal in which water gets channeled into that specific thing. And it's like, I can look at where I, like this, this place that I live in now, and I'm like, there's three taps of water. Or even more if I include my shower. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I could turn on this tap, or I can turn on that shower, or I can go into my laundry, I can go into the kitchen. There's all these different taps. But I don't assign a tap the source. When you call a portal the source, you limit it into this tiny fragmentation and you've separated from the divine unity of the greater good, of earth is the source of water. So I don't need to focus on, oh my gosh, this tap, and maybe this, this tap here or this shower, it's like the water's going to stop running. I don't freak out that there's no more water for me in this reality. No, I'll just open another tap. I'll just walk somewhere else. I'll just get someone to fix it. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's how I see money of like, you need to understand the ultimate source of money and the ultimate source of everything. The ultimate source of money, the ultimate source of abundance, the ultimate source of love is the universe. This reality, everything that we receive comes from the same source. Actually, every single thing that you experience in this reality is the same thing. It's the same atoms. The same atoms that built the universe and the stars and the planets are the same atoms that's in my freaking mascara bottle or in my in this brush or you know if i look at 10 million dollars and one dollar it's the same atoms so why is there separation towards that and it can be very hard yeah but it's deep in your trust it's like how can we not trust in this reality when we created this reality for us we chose this reality how can you not trust when you chose the key events when you chose to experience lack when whether that's in this reality actively or whether that is before we were, we were born not like born as in incarnated you know what i mean so it's all working in our favor like everything is us and our conscious mind sometimes can't understand that because in this reality um we we have that amnesia and we kind of forget that and we get so stuck in like, this is the only life I have and everything that I've experienced of the past like 24 years or however old you are. But it's like, you've probably experienced tens of thousands of lifetimes and your soul knows what's what you need more than your conscious mind does. Your soul knows what you need more than your conscious mind does. And so then when something happens and rocks your boat and shakes you up, can you trust or like your conscious mind is like, what the fuck is happening? I did not sign up for this. Your soul is like, be patient, child. Be patient. This is all for your greatest good. This is all for your learning. This is all for your, you know, this is all for yourself. Like we chose this prior to coming here, but you just don't remember. So can you trust in the unknown? And that that's the fact is that we're there are always going to be components of our conscious mind that doesn't know because from the unknown then we build the trust and faith then we come closer to awakening and remembering 
If we just always knew and always trusted, then we wouldn't trust. Trust is when it looks like it doesn't happen, but you still choose to believe. That's what trust is, right? Trust is when you when it doesn't look like it's going to happen, but you still trust. So if you knew everything was always working out in your favor consciously, you'd never know what trust is because you'd never trust because you'd always knew. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> I just read the, the moon, Leo. You know what I mean? So that's like we need to forget. Okay, other eyebrow needs more. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> yes, my sun and moon, Leo, is like, go, girl. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Leo. Um, I'm a Leo sun. What's my moon? Scorpio. Scorpio moon. And what's my rising? I think it's Virgo. So that's my... My big three right there. But yeah, let me know if you're resonating with this and um, just having this. Well, I know my face is asymmetrical. This eye has a double eyelid and this eye has more of a single eyelid, like depending on how I open it. So yeah, it's because I'm half Asian. So one side of my face is like, this is my, my Caucasian side and this is like my Asian side. Um, so yes, my eyebrow is higher and this eye is bigger. That's why, um, this is my, my lash primer, hence why it's blue. I'm not actually putting on blue mascara. Um, so yes, you're rising Scorpio. Oh my goodness. We're so similar, Justine. I love that. I love that. And my sister's also a Leo. She was born two days after me. Um, so that we're not born two days, like two, two days and two years after me. So we basically almost share a birthday, but yeah. So with all this whole conversation, it's like, how can I take responsibility for what happens and really ask yourself the question, like, am I manifesting from my soul or from my ego? And how can I see everything in my life and in my reality of, I chose that, like, it can be so hard. It's like, why do I have to be born with these parents who like don't support me and bring me down and all of this? But it's like, we actually chose that so we could learn to love and support ourselves more because self-belief is often created when it's not working, when no one believes in us. Self-belief is often created when no one believes in us. And the only belief that's left is ourselves where every single person in this reality, we look around and everyone's saying, no, that is when we have to turn inwards and we have to receive the divine yes. And so that's one big reason why we attract parents or people in our lives who are constantly saying no to us. It's so we can remember that even when there is no evidence, I am able to believe in myself. I am able to find my own inner yes. I am able to remember who I am. And that is more powerful than just, again, receiving self-belief and and thinking that you believe in yourself, but when it's gone, that's when you really realize. And I've um, experienced this for myself as well, like being in a relationship and receiving all the um, all the love in um, a relationship. I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so loved. Like, I feel like I've learned to love myself in this relationship. And then that relationship ends and it's like, ooh, when I'm not receiving that love and validation and someone calling me beautiful every day and gorgeous and sexy and all the things, what's left? And that's when I really had to look inwards and be like, oh, there's self-love, but there also isn't. There's not as much, it's not as easy to love myself when I'm not receiving that from, from someone else, from a partner. And so going through that and that journey of like releasing that relationship 
was so important for me to come back into what am I lacking within. If other people are triggering me, it's just because I'm not giving that to myself, right? If or it's because I'm doing that to me. So does this resonate? If other people are triggering me, it's mirroring what is already existing within me, right? So for example, if people are triggering you because they are telling, they don't believe in you and they're judging you, it's because you, part of you probably judges yourself. Like think that if you truly knew who you are, And if you truly loved who you are and you believe 100% that I love myself, I know myself, I know my mission, I know who I am, right? That kind of like the affirmation of like, I know who I am, I love who I am, like that whole thing, not just saying it, but like when every single person in your life goes against you and says, we don't like you, we judge you, if you truly loved yourself and believed in yourself, that wouldn't affect you. If you truly knew who you are, no judgment or perception or hate from someone else could infiltrate into your being. So the reason why we or the universe or however you see it puts ourselves into these horrible situations where we're experiencing criticism, we're experiencing judgment, we're experiencing roadblocks is actually so that we can ask ourselves, where have I abandoned myself? I feel so alone and ashamed and judged when these people project that onto me, but it's actually a mirror because I can't feel judged from someone else unless I judge myself. I cannot feel rejected from someone else unless I reject myself. I cannot feel abandoned from someone else unless I abandon myself. And so we put ourselves in these situations to really test the ability that we have to know ourselves, right? To know ourselves. And through that, that is when we learn. And sometimes we need to go through that victim mentality of it's not working. It's not working. I feel so judged. I feel so alone to realize, oh, actually, even if these people stopped judging me, there'd still be self-judgment within. And that's something that I need to work on myself, right? So that's the mirror of like, I use everything as a mirror and nothing can affect you unless it's already within you. Nothing can affect you unless it's already within you. Like other people can't make you feel a certain way. Like if someone said to me right now, like what you're talking about on your life is bullshit and I don't believe in it and manifestation is a scam, cool. Hurl whatever comments that you want towards me because I don't fucking believe it. I know my truth so deeply that no matter how much hate, how much res- like how much resistance I receive toward my message, I'm in my truth. My truth cannot be dismantled. I cannot be dismantled. No one can tear that away from me. Try as hard as you will, but my truth can never be destroyed. And that's how deeply you need to embody that trust within yourself in who I am, in what I'm doing, in my mission. If a tiny comment makes you wobble and makes you want to give up, it's like you don't actually believe in what it is that you're sharing. Because true belief and power is knowing that your truth can never be dismantled. That no, no matter how many comments, no matter how many people rebel, it's just going to light a bigger fire under your ass to keep going, to show people that your judgment actually stems from unconsciousness 
And so I'm going to scream louder. I'm going to share louder because you need to know the truth of your judgment is just unconsciousness. And my whole purpose and mission is to shine the light of consciousness. And so whenever people judge, I'm going to speak louder. That is not going to silence me because nothing can silence my message unless I choose to silence myself. The external world is never an excuse for your actions and for your beliefs. Your external world only reinforces who you already are. Your external world only reinforces who you already are. It is not what happens to you, but rather what shows your true character is how you react to what is happening to you. So for example, it's like everyone's going to experience judgment. I experienced some judgment. I'm actually pretty blessed with, I barely experienced judgment in my business and like hate comments. Cause also I'm like, I'm also not really that available for that, but I also am cause I understand that's part of the revolution. It's part of making history. Like you have to be judged. Otherwise you're not making history, but also an understanding. It's not so much what happens to you, which shows your character, what you attract because we can, attra- we can all attract the same things. The most enlightened person can attract the most horrendous, hideous things for their greatest um, evolution and growth. But what shows your character is how you react to what you attract. How do you react to what you attract? Two people can experience judgment, hate, resentment, people hurling comments at them. But it is what shows your character is how do you perceive that judgment? How do you perceive that hate? Do you actually alchemize it and turn it into something greater? Or do you give up and say, well, this is it. That if one person tells me no, then I throw in the towel. That's not personal power, right? And so this is the thing. It's like, I, yes, choose the things that happen to me for my greatest evolution. If I choose the situations and the pain and the suffering, then I also get to choose how I react to it because nothing in this reality can actually make me feel anything. It's my choice to choose how I react. And the first thing whenever something happens in your reality is to decide, am I going to be a victim to this reality or am I going to decide to use this to alchemize and grow? Every single bad Perceived bad, there's no such thing as really bad situation. Any perceived bad situation that happens in my reality, I have either the choice to go deeper into my hole of victimhood or I have a choice to allow it to, to help me evolve. Every single situation that happens to you, you have a choice to allow it to alchemize your entire greater good. You always have that choice, always. And sometimes, again, we don't have... it's. So it's very difficult sometimes because it'll push on each wound. Like the, the, the universe knows, we know, we know what our greatest fears are. And so we will attract our greatest fears to evolve. You know, it's like if you are scared of spiders or scared of heights, like the only way you're going to actually get rid of that fear is to face it head on, is to like go see a spider, go touch a spider, like go skydive, jump from a height. Like the only way to really heal a fear is to actually go head first into it. Right. And so understanding that it's like, how can I change my perception? How can I change my reaction to this? And don't forget that doesn't need to be immediate. You can go through the whole cycle. Like for example, earlier this year, I went through a dark spiral. I went through a dark night of the soul where it's like all my triggers, all my traumas were, were like in my face. It's like, I had panic attacks. I had anxiety. I had all that. And then two weeks later I got out. 
So when I talk about ascending and alchemizing and using all this as a catalyst, that doesn't necessarily mean in the moment, it's like, just wake up and like, you get it. It's like, it, whatever fear and wound you have, it's a gentle process. It's like, if you have a fear of spiders, you're not all of a sudden just going to be like, I decide to get over it, put a tarantula in my hand. It's like, you're going to be scared, but you're going to do it anyway. You're going to be scared and you're going to acknowledge it and you're going to see your fear as as something that you can move through and you're going to be scared and you're going to be triggered and then through that, you're going to move through that till you get to the other side of, of awakening and awareness. And it's the same with with whatever it is that you're going through. Don't necessarily say that, well, if I'm reacting well, that means that I'm not scared or I don't get triggered. No, allow yourself to get triggered for a moment and then pull yourself out of it. Allow yourself to to be a victim a little bit because that's your natural response to the wound and then get out of it. So it's not always like, oh my goodness, if I'm so awakened, I don't ever get triggered. I don't ever get traumatized. I don't ever like get fearful. No, you feel your fear. You feel your trauma. You feel whatever, um, what's the word? I was going to say like, you know, that when you have a phobia, for example, you, know, you feel your phobia and you get out to the other side, right? So be gentle on yourself. It's like, don't be harsh on yourself and say, well, oh, I'm not awakened or I'm not like conscious because I just got triggered and I'm in my fear. It's like, no, fear is the process of awakening. Fear is the process of releasing a phobia, right? Um, Justine says, yes, at the moment, things just, things just having been, or haven't been flowing and it's been a little hard. I found myself going on this again and I was like, oh, hang on, it's a lesson here. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Hello, your Scorpio ass. I love that, right? And this is the thing. Everything is for our greatest good. Even though you are in an awakened state and let's say, you know, we, we perceive like when I get there to the awakened state of when I'm conscious, everything is going to flow and life is going to be easy. No, actually, you're not meant to flow all the time. If you're flowing all of the time, then you're not experiencing the duality. So every flow leads to an ebb. And that's the law of polarity at play in this human realm, not in the heaven realm, the quantum realm. In this um, realm, we have a universal law called the law of polarity. And so every um, positive must have a complementary negative and we must experience both sides. You can't experience one without experiencing the other. So flow is the positive. The opposite of flow is ebb. And so what happens is in this life, we're constantly going through the cycle of flow, ebb, flow, ebb. And so many of us chase the flow thinking flow is alignment. And when I'm in an ebb, I'm not in alignment. No, ebb is alignment. It's what you think about the ebb that makes it unaligned. What if you allowed yourself to flow even in the ebb? What if you embraced the ebb and allowed yourself to ride the ebb because you know that after every ebb is the flow and an ebb isn't worse than a flow, but it's important because in the ebb, we question. In the ebb, we see things differently. In the ebb, we are forced to look at ourselves deeper because when things aren't working is when we innovate. We don't innovate when things are working. We innovate when things are hard. Right, And so that's my whole relationship with ebb and flow and momentum. We chase momentum, flow all the time, working all the time, alignment all the time. No, the ebb is as important, if not more important, because the ebb again is where the lesson is held. The ebb, the darkness is where we are forced to look at ourselves and reinvent. We're too comfortable in the flow to reinvent. 
right? So whenever I'm like, oh, something isn't working in my business. Oh, okay, I invite that in alignment because when something's not working, I get to reinvent, right? I get to think differently. Um, so invite that and the ebb doesn't have to be terrible. It's all about how you position yourself to experience the ebb, how you perceive the ebb. Stop resisting the ebb and it won't be so difficult. It's like riding the waves of the ocean. There are going to be moments where there's huge waves and you can choose to ride them and there's going to be moments of flatness and you don't want necessarily waves all the time and being thrown around and you sometimes embrace those moments of like the ebb, not thinking that it's bad or wrong and everyone often chases something else like the surfer will always want the waves and then someone else will like, I just want it to be calm, but each serves their purpose if you understand the positive that it brings. So yes. I'm loving this conversation. I now need to actually go record a podcast. So thank you all for joining me today. I love where these conversations go. I feel like we need to make this a daily thing. Get re- Oh my God, get ready. With- I didn't even write that properly. G-R-M-E. I just realized that right now. It's meant to be G-R-W-M. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me. If you absolutely love this and I invite you inside of the collective, that is my 12 month program where we have conversations like this multiple times a month to learn about quantum and past lives and your soul's lesson and your mission and your business and really doing it all from this soulful space. There are 50 pre-recorded lessons in there, which you can dive into straight away as well as three live calls every month for that support. So if you have any questions regarding that, then drop into my DMs and let me know and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for joining and bye Justine. Bye everyone.